We have two scriptures this morning. The first one is Genesis 1, 1 through 5. This is the beginning of the Bible. I didn't realize that until like right now. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from, from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness God called night, and there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And then part two is Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And the voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. These are our sacred stories. Like most Christian rituals, baptism borrows heavily from Judaism. Just how heavily is not easy to answer. I spent a good deal of time this week in the days following lectionary lab, and let me just remind you that you're all invited on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. on Zoom to talk about the coming Sunday's scripture. Anyway, following lectionary lab, I spent a good deal of time delightfully chasing answers. What were the water practices in Judaism like? during the time of Jesus and John the Baptist. Well, I'm not the only one to wonder this. And answers are in shorter supply than questions. The priests had all sorts of ritual washing that they participated in in order to do temple work and worship. Mikvahs were fairly commonplace in both private homes and in and around the temples. We know that Jews today use ritual waters in various ways ranging from Orthodox Jews who immerse dishes in the mikvah as well as bodies to Reformed Jews for whom there's been a, been a bit of a resurgence of late in using the mikvah in connection to preparation for bar and bat mitzvahs, for example. In ancient times, as now, those who convert to Judaism immerse themselves in the mikvah as part of their conversion. But what was it like? during the time of Jesus and John the Baptist. That part isn't clear. What is clear is that the word mikvah, which is the name for the pool that Jews use for their water rituals, comes from Genesis. In fact, we were almost there, but the lectionary stops before we get to the word mikvah. If we had kept reading in verse 10, we would find God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together, God called sea. And God saw all that it was and called it good. 
The word gathered is the word mikvah. So we know this. We know that John the Baptist didn't use a human-made mikvah. He went to the Jordan River, away from the temple, away from the priests. And there, where the mikvah happened naturally, the waters gathered. There, he proclaimed a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the people, they gathered like the waters. They gathered and they were baptized. For our Jewish friends, bathing in the mikvah is done alone. Perhaps there might be witnesses, depending on the exact ritual, but even if there are witnesses, they don't get in the water with you. The person using the mikvah goes in alone and immerses him or herself in the waters. John was baptizing people. John was getting in the gathered waters with those coming to be baptized. They were in this together. Baptism was a shared ritual. Jesus came to be baptized by John. Why? This is another question I spent a good bit of time chasing this week. And while there are so many possibilities, I'm not ready to say that we know. The baptism of Jesus was clearly important as I mentioned in the Time for Children, it's one of the few things in all four Gospels. And you know, anytime Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John agree on anything, we should pay attention. But, but why? Hmm. It must have been important. Before beginning his public ministry, Jesus aligns himself with John. What was John teaching? We didn't hear it from Mark. You know Mark. As few words as possible. Thank you. But in Luke, we read, John said to the crowds who came to him to be baptized, you brood of vipers. That's how you get a crowd. <laughs> you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And so the crowds asked John, what then should we do? And John said to them, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. And whoever has food must do likewise. And the tax collectors, they came to John to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what should we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed to you. And soldiers also asked him, And what should we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by false threats or accusation. Be satisfied with your wages. What should we do? do. The churches that raised me would call this works righteousness. There was a debate, you see, sometimes out in the open and sometimes more subtle, a debate about whether one decision, one prayer, one dunk in baptismal waters was enough. Did salvation require that we do something? 
So one side would quote James, faith without works is dead. And another side would quote Romans, therefore, if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Y'all did not grow up in the churches I did because you're not chuckling. <laughs> Moses, help me. Thank you, Moses. Okay. When salvation is less about eternal heaven or hell and more about the heavens and hells we create here on earth, there is no such thing as once and done. Following in the peace-loving way of Jesus is about decision after decision after decision. Those coming to the river to hear and be baptized by John asked, what should we do? And John tells them, share, act justly. By wading into the baptismal waters offered by John, Jesus allies himself with the oppressed and the hurting people who flocked to the Jordan River. By splashing into the waters with them, Jesus takes his place beside them. Following Jesus means our work is not complete until all God's children are loved and accepted. Our work is not complete until no one is victimized or marginalized. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. The beloved. Baptism is a ritual. It is a symbolic announcement to ourselves and our communities that we have decided to follow Jesus, that we have welcomed the teachings of Jesus into our decision-making, that we want to work for peace and justice. And it is an announcement of a truth that can never be taken away. We are beloved. We are good. The first story of creation that we read in Genesis has a repeating phrase as God examines what has been made. And God saw what had been made and said, it is good. The Hebrew word for good is tov. So boker tov means good day. Now you can greet somebody in Hebrew. But it's so much more than our English word good. Tov implies complete, working, whole, functioning. This is not simply a good as over against bad, but good as in operating as designed. So at the very end of that sixth day of creation, when God looked at everything that God had made, and God said, this is good, good, very good, God was saying, this works exactly as it was designed. My children speak video game. Recently playing Frisbee, I missed several catches in a row. One of my boys noted, mom is having a skill level issue. <laughs> this was not meant as an insult. The boys assured me that a skill level issue is not a big deal. You practice and you get better. I was having a skill level issue. It's not uncommon for me. 
God in that first story of creation is not having a skill level issue. All of creation is humming along just so. The sky is exactly as intended. The gathered waters and land just right. The plants, animals, people, all complete, all whole, all good, all good. You, my friends, we, my friends, we are good, all of us good. And where our skill levels are lacking, and sometimes they are, we practice we practice compassion, and we practice love, and we practice justice, and we practice peace, all from a place of beloved goodness. Our choices matter. This is not about guilt and shame. It's about being empowered. We are all beloved children of God, and we are all good, good, very good. And we work together gather to bring God's love and welcome into being. Ritual waters remind us of our commitment for peace. They remind us that we must keep choosing to following in the way of Jesus. And this means that when we make a mistake, and we will, that perhaps we're curious about our motivations. And from that place of curiosity, we move forward knowing we get another chance and another and another. We move forward knowing that we are good, that we are beloved. Curiosity rather than judgment might help us make a different choice next time. And the choices we make add up to a way of life. The way of Jesus is not always easy and it's not always obvious. It's the path we walk, a path of compassion and love, a path we share with fellow pilgrims, all trying to make the world a better place. When we fill our baptismal pool and enter into its waters, the person being baptized is not alone in making public commitments. We are all invited into practicing together we practice loving our neighbors and our earth, caring for the poor and the marginalized, forgiving ourselves and each other, making peace, working for justice. We commit ourselves and recommit ourselves to these ongoing practices. With our choices, we will seek peace and we will do justice and we will love and we will do this out of beloved goodness. Thanks be to God. Amen.